This podcast is from one of Radio Maria's many wonderful programmes. If you don't already listen to Radio Maria live, you can do so on digital radio in selected regions of the United Kingdom and on the Radio Maria Play app anywhere in the world. are listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby uh, with you live from London for the uh, Friar side and uh, I'm delighted today to be joined by a, a special guest I won't be I won't be sitting at the Friar side by myself um, but today I've got uh, Father Raphael Acuche one of the uh, priest directors from uh, Radio Maria Nigeria with me um, Father Raphael very very warm Welcome. Even though it's very cold in London, it's warm in the studio. Exactly. Thank you, Father Toby. It's my delight to be here. Um, now, Father Father Raphael and I uh, first met. I'm trying to remember. It's, it's it's like it's about a year and a half ago, I think, back in Erba, um, in Italy, when we were doing our uh, our training for for new priest directors of of Radio Maria. Very correct, Father Toby. Yeah. yeah, and Father Rafa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your about yourself? Um, maybe starting with where where you're from, where you grew up, how you how you came to be um, a, a, a smiling young priest. That's what I have in front of me. I'm smiling too. Oh. Good. Oh, okay. Uh, just like Father Toby said, I'm Father Rafael Akuchi. Um, I'm a priest of the Ori Archdiocese, eastern part of Nigeria. And I'm presently also a parish priest of St. John Bosco Catholic Parish, where I'm buried. Um, I grew up growing up. Growing up was fun. Um, I grew up some in a part called Kogi State in the northern part of Nigeria. Yeah, that was where I grew up with my family, my parents. We grew up there. Um, um, fortunately, along the line, it happened that um, I didn't know how to speak. Uh, native language, the dialect, the Igbo language. And um, when eventually it was the cause of the end of my secondary um, studies, I had to say to myself, when on a, on a very good day, one of the Reverend sisters um, challenged me, hey, you're meant to be an Igbo man and you don't know how to speak the language. That's a shame on you, you know. How I felt bad. I like, oh, you know what? I think she has a point. And um, I said, okay. When eventually the the desire and um, the hunger to become a priest came up, you know, I was in the seminary, St. Clement's Seminary, um, Adankulu Lukoja. Yeah. Along the line, I had, uh, there was some priests while I was a, a little child who caught my attention. And um, blessed memory of one of them was also the Bishop Marcosi who was a good friend of my dad and from time to time pops into the house and that kind of um and um lit the candle for that hunger to become a priest and um along the line it disappeared. So um growing up into the last stage of my studies in St. Clement and I said, Oh 
Maybe I'll go do an international studies to become maybe an ambassador or something and I'm a diplomat or something. Well, one on one good day again. I don't know. Because we have a convent in the school and the sister said, Oh, you know what, young man? I hope you're gonna become a priest. It'll be nice to become a priest. I like mm, priest. Well, let's see how it goes. Well, uh, eventually, uh, you know, I said to myself, I went to the chapel, and um, when we're about to write our final exams, I said, God, you know what? You think you want me to become your priest? So you don't. I you know. You know. I don't know nothing. My heads are empty. So you have to know what you have to do to make sure I come out with um, flying colors and make sure all goes well. So. And that was how the journey began. And um, uh, the results came out and it was good. Um, but applied to different seminaries. Um, then I was having in mind to become a religious, but it didn't work out. Uh, they didn't reply, they didn't respond. A year went by and um, the second year, I thought to myself, you know what? Then I had gone back to the East, still with my mom, who was already now based in the East. I said to myself, you know, I'll, I'll go into the university and take up a study and um, let go of the being a priest of the thing. So one fateful day, my mom came back and was like, oh, I discovered there is um, a diocesan sectariat where there's a priest there who says if you want to become, you have someone who wants to become a priest, they can come to um, for the registration and um, other information. So... And she said, am I ready to go? I said, okay, well, why not? Let's give it a try. The last shot, though, yeah, because I had already written my exams to get into the university, and it came out I was successful. And I said, okay, let me give this a last shot. We went there. I met a priest. Um, he's now a Mansegno, Mansegno Anthony Njokov. Um, and we were about seven of us or 11 of us, yeah, young men who came on that day. And um, he said to us, um, I'll give you 10 minutes. I need you to put up a drama, to stage a drama in 10 minutes. You get it organized and I'll be back and you present it to us. Okay. And there we were, all of us looking at each other. What kind of drama are we going to present in 10 minutes? Um, I always say this story when, and I use it as a point of um, reference to my um, our youths and the younger ones that wherever you find yourself, don't, um, don't sit on the fence, be a part of what is happening because um, you never know where and how that could become something useful for you. So, and um, while I was in seminary, I was a part of um, the drama group, the drama group, group, and also did my best to participate in almost everything happening. And um, it struck me then, there was a short drama we used to act then, and I, you know, kind of presented it to, to other young men and gave the roles out, and I took my own role as a major lead, because I was familiar with the whole story. And um, in 10 minutes, Monsignor came out and, okay, now he called and invited all the staffs of the the big um, uh, pastoral center then. So every one of them came out and he himself sat there and said, okay, now begin. And we began to play the drama. And this drama was about a story of um, a man who had a, a vision whom Christ came to in a vision I was saying to him, um, young man, I'm going to pay you a visit because I've found you to be a good person. And um, I think I would um, pay you a personal visit. Prepare for me on um, on a Monday. Let me give an instance on a Monday. I'll be coming. 
So he got his home prepared, did everything. And um, the first, as early as 6 a.m., he had a knock. Oh, and he ran out, oh, thinking that the master Jesus is already here. And lo and behold, it was a rugged, uh, a beggar who was at his door knocking. And he was so sad. And he said, you know what, young man? Can you leave my house? Leave my come. No, I'm expecting a big guest. He can't come at this moment. Come some other time, okay? No, you have to go now. You have to go now. And the beggar left. Okay, at about noon, he had another knock, and another person came. Well, this this time around, it was um a crippled man, haggard looking, tattered, and um ah. So what? Why of all days? Why today? You people choose to come today where I'm expecting Christ to come. No, I can't. You, can, you know what? By some other time, okay? He left. And about uh, 4, 4 p.m. of the day, another same thing happened. Uh, and he was like, oh, what's what's happening today? Well, eventually, he never saw Christ. And then at about uh, the midnight, he came, he came and went to prayers like, God, you disappointed me. You made me. I waited for you all day. I prepared everything. I, I did everything and um, kept me all day waiting. And you never showed up. I said, ah, yo, I did. I came. I came three times and you rejected me. You didn't let me in. And I had to go. I said, how? How? When did that happen? Yeah, I came to you as early as 6 a.m. And you, you sent me away that today is not a good day. I also came back again at 12 noon, and you did the same thing to me. Oh, but they were beggars who came, and I didn't want them to disrupt our meeting. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I came. That was I. I came in disguise, and uh, you didn't welcome me. So after presenting this, he was so, like, wowed. And I uh, said, who, who did that? Who did that? Who gave the ideas and how? And he said, understand, and said, that is him. And he said, you know what? Go get your bags, go get your things. You're resuming here today, right now. I was like, wow. What an unusual interview. Like, does the director of the seminary do that to many people? Say, put on a drama for me, you've got 10 minutes? Or or was that just something he did with you? I I guess that day was just, um, um, maybe it turned out to be how the spirit directed him to do that day. And, um, Okay, I've no. got a new idea for job interviews now. <laughs> As, uh, or, or I'm tempted to ask uh, Tim, who, who's in, in Cambridge, um, find a 10-minute piece of music, and then we'll get Raphael, Father Raphael to do a play afterwards for the rest of the program for us. <laughs> he, 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 Father Raphael is gesturing to me in the studio. And, uh, yes, please, I'd love to do that. Okay. No, no, he's not. Um, we're going we're to have some more uh, questions. What you were sort of talking about, actually, not know, knowing the uh, Igbo dialect, re- reminded me of, and I, I'm going to name and, and shame her um, and, and hope that she still loves me afterwards, uh, with some of, our, uh, some of our most patriotic Italians, okay. um, like our superstar volunteer, Lucia, wow. who cook, cooks, cooks fantastic Italian loves her Italian heritage, um, but the language isn't there. It's not too late, Lucia. You can you can learn it. You can you can sure. make it happen. Yeah, I think so. You can, just like I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, there you go. For me, with my Australian heritage, it's not so difficult to learn the language. You just have to speak it a little bit slower 
as if you're in bright sunshine. Um, uh, so let's before we we'll go to um, a, a piece of music very shortly. But just before we go to that, tell us how you came to be involved with uh, Radio Maria Nigeria um, and what the what the status is of the of the station um, in your area at the moment. Okay, um, I was appointed um, sometime last year by the Emeritus Archbishop, Archbishop Anthony Obina, who is now retired. And um, uh, my present bishop now, um, Lucius Ugoji, who also happens to be the president of the Catholic Bishops Conference of Nigeria. Um, he subsequently approved that I go ahead with the appointment by the Emeritus Archbishop. Um, he just called me up and um, having spoken with John Paul and he was asked, please, we'll need um, a director for the Radio Maria. And um, he said, ah, I have someone. And um, as John Paul would always say, he now called up to me and um, said, okay, you know what? Um, you are going to take up this responsibility. And um, since then, we've been in Rwanda for the first training. I've been um, in um, Alba for the other training and also back again in Rwanda sometime this year. And um, oh, since then, on the radio station, um, we had a little bit, um, a little bit of um delay because of um the transition from um the old the old bishop emeritus Archbishop Obina and um to the new one. So um a little a little hitch, but um right now everything has been is now back in order and um the studios is going undergoing construction. The site where the studio would be. Right now, the construction has, has hoped to begin sometime in this November, so, so that hopefully sometime February next year, um, we'll be on air just like you are, and we'll pray and ask you to also pray for us that all really goes well, so that we can also continue to touch the lives of our own brothers and sisters and um, spread the knowledge of our mother Mary and um, the gospel also over there. Absolutely. No, we definitely keep that in our prayers. Now we're, we're going to go to some music now. And uh, I wonder what, what, what Tim has come, come, up, come up with for us and whether Father Raphael will recognize it. Look to the sky that heralds the day. Let the light of the dawn reignite your faith. And let the yellow and blue remind you of the strength and truth of a faithful love. Rise to the taste of the dawn, let the light on your face show love reborn To the quiet grace that heals and restores where the sun's rays open every door From death and shadows light has dawned In only May Jesus, Buluwa Jesus, Kama Like the springtime rain to the earth Let your gaze renewed like sight for the blind Awakening you true love that shines A dreamer sees the dawn before the rest of the... Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby on the Friar side. Delighted to be joined um, with me in London today with uh, by Father Raphael Acuccia 
from uh, Nigeria. And Father Raphael was just telling us before that that music, which was by uh, Father Tanzi, a Nigerian priest and uh, custodian of the uh, community of the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal in Canning Town. Um, Father Raphael was telling us about uh, how he came to become a priest and uh, and about now sort of coming to be involved with Radio Maria Nigeria. And clearly you knew that song there, Father Raphael, because you were singing singing along rather beautifully to the to the chorus yeah. um, when it was coming through. What's what's it called? It's um saying be in Jesus is better and good and always to be a child of Jesus, a child of God is always better and good. And is that is is it a uh, like I've only ever heard Father Tanzi sing it? But is it a popular and well-known song yeah. in Nigeria? Yeah, yeah, almost everyone knows it. Okay, yeah, because yeah. until you started singing along, I thought that Father Tanzi had written that song. Oh, um, <laughs> but there we go. And he he has written part, much of his that, own music. That particular part is um, familiar with uh, most everyone, but the other ones in English, I guess he does most of added other verses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, no, he's a very talented musician. He's got a, a couple of um, wonderful albums, which we use a lot here well, on the on the radio. Um, tell us a little bit about what your your hopes are for the the radio in in your part of the country, and and what the the challenges are there. Are, are you in a a sort of a Christian majority part of the country, or are there many Muslims, or is there harmonious relationships between different religions where you are? Yeah, um, from where I come, we have more in number the Christian religion. The Christianity is more in number, and um, most uh, the Catholics as well. We have a huge number of uh, Catholic um, faithful um, from our region, uh, the Eastern region, and particularly the Ori Archdiocese um, of Nigeria. Um, uh, for now, um, I see we long we're longing to have the radio because um, we we have uh, the hinterlands where um, you can barely get to um, as a result of um, challenges of the roads and all that. But I think um, with the radio Maria coming on air, we'll be able and more especially with the capacity to have this um, live live broadcast and um, with the equipment to be there from any part of the state and um, we we bring um, the message and the evangelization to the people. I think um, it's going to be something very good, now, irrespective of the fact that, yes, we will have some challenges with respect to um, this. Is, um, we we'll have to be careful not to make it so much of a religious thing, so because of um, the regulations of um, the broadcasting. Because um, you're only allowed, to, is it 10% 10, 10 of the yeah. broadcasting yeah. is allowed to be explicitly religious, religious. content? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have to be careful about the content. But be that as it may, um, we see we see a bright light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it will be something, an instrument that will be very, very, very productive and touch many lives and um, souls. It will be one for our Mother Mary and our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, to also help um, the people come to have true, not just like uh, what happened in the morning um, when you talked about the the movie that was produced and um, enlightening the people and making them understand and to see what really the true truth, what is the truth, um, and not just um, the presentations of some group of persons who want to sell their own ideas and um, make people believe that this is the real thing and make the people understand and um, have. Um, the real teachings of our mother church and um, be able to 
be grounded in their faith and um, know why they believe and in what they believe and um, the reasons why they have to stand up at, at any time to to proclaim that message. Yeah. On on that subject, given you sort of mentioned um, uh, and we were speaking a little bit um, off the microphone about um, the conversation I had with Helena on the, the movie Journey to to Bethlehem recently. And I mentioned in when I was in, in Rwanda, uh, I was by the uh, the mayor of the of the village of, of Kabeho. Um, he he gave me uh, some sort of he had that I was a massive coffee fan yeah. and he gave me some locally produced coffee. Um, it was excellent coffee and the coffee in Rwanda was really good and it was produced by a, a women's cooperative. But I I know only sort of noticed afterwards that the the name of the coffee brand was called Question Everything, and I just thought this was a little bit of a bizarre name for a, a women's cooperative uh, near Cabejo to to call their coffee. And then I saw that the uh, the coffee sort of project had received uh, funding from uh, Bloom, Bloomberg, uh, who were a sort of big uh, financial sort of journalism or like global journalism sort of conglomerate and i just thought that's that's such a sort of pernicious sort of um sign of the the modern sort of colonialism now which is not sort of people on the ground but rather making aid subject or or or, or money or support for projects subject to, to certain sort of western mindset ideas which you know, in in in, in Rwanda um, and and many parts of of Africa, where there's still sort of strong respects for the the kind of the wisdom of of the elders, this sort of corruptive idea being introduced through a coffee brand of black like question everything. And it's not obviously as Catholics, you know, we believe in a in a, in a questioning faith and in a live faith, but but not in a in a general disposition of question everything. And I was wondering, in your part of Nigeria, like. And and you're seeing with the youth now, who I imagine through the internet are more and more exposed to sort of Western media and and culture. Is that proving to be much of a a problem? Are there are there corrosive ideas being introduced or or difficulties which you think the the radio can can help combat? Yeah, uh, I think um, just thank you for the Toby for pointing out that yeah that's really um, a reality on ground right now. We we have that happening, and um, you, you could you could imagine where um, we, we believe um, that as a child in the home, yeah, you you also have your role to play in the home as a child. Um, the, the dad, the mom, your dad goes to work, gets the money, the funds to keep the bills, pay your school fees, and all that. The mom cutters for you, make sure you're healthy and then prepares the meal. And, and the little thing you could do on your own part could be just when after eating, you could take the plates to the kitchen and keep them tidy and wash them up. And I don't know, one of these days, one a little, a, a mom said to his son, you know, son, you, you can go, go keep the place tidy. And he said, you know what? You have to pay me for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a rude shock to the mom. And where did you get this from? I've been caring for you. Have you paid me a dime? And now just a little part you have to play in the family. You you ask me to pay you for it. I don't get it. So if each everyone keeps paying each other for 
or some little sacrifices you have to make to make the family going, then who here do you think will be now? So I think I see this also happening and um, uh, it's affecting our youths are really buying some of these ideas and um, beginning to question, raise questions. And um, sometimes you you wouldn't imagine um, the kind of um, the challenge they give to, to the parents. Uh, you, say, you say, okay, it's Sunday, um, growing up, we, uh, we are to, Sunday is the day you, you devote to, to Christ and them, um, you know, and you know, some you say a young man saying, uh, prayer church is in the heart. The church is in the heart. I don't need to go to church. And so I don't need to go to church. Um, I can pray in my heart and um, I meet God there and that is where God is. So you see some ideas coming from from outside questioning why should I go to church and and um, you could see um on one on one occasion um I had an interaction with one of um our civil engineers in the Radio Mary family uh, where you talked about you see um over over here people don't go to church anymore you see them on Sundays the kids dress up with their kids to go to football pitches and that is the new God mm-hmm. uh, yeah I was like oh really um you see, and also that is kind of creeping in over there and uh, beginning to question, 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 even the traditions and the values that has kept our society going all for quite a while. And all of a sudden, yeah, just like you said, it's good to question, but um, not to corrode and to destroy a value that is keeping and holding a tradition. Mm. Yeah, and um, uh, when that happens, then if the tradition and the values are lost, then we are lost, you know. We are lost. Our identity is lost. Uh, our humanity is lost. Yeah. And, um, and um, with with what is happening now all over the world, I think um, we, are, we are missing the track. We are, we are being lost. Just like we said, I'm looking for freedom, but... Just like a Ginger Crusoe would say, man is born free, but everywhere in chains. So, we're born free, yeah, well, somehow, where your freedom ends, another man, freedom begins. Mm. So, um, absolute freedom is there. Those are questions that, that has continued to pop up, and many theories have been coming up. So, um, that freedom is really, it's really a challenge right now, and so much so, um, there's kind of a, a tension and confusion all over the world to to really decipher what actually is the truth and mm. what actually indeed is freedom. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. That what you what you're saying there about sort of football on on Sundays is it, sometimes something I struggle with with the sort of what the, what the bright or the best answer. It's like I love football and I love playing. Uh, sport, um, but quite often you sort of get uh, parents maybe at mass, and you say to them, "Oh, you know, hello, I haven't seen you in a in a in in a little while. Nice, nice, nice to see see you back." And they go, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, Johnny, like he's had a lot of football matches, um, and so we haven't been able to make it to church." And, and you kind of. Yeah, like someone say, well, actually, church is a lot more important than Johnny's football matches. Um, but I'm never, I've never been completely satisfied with the response that I've given on the the doorstep of the church because I don't want to be criticizing the, the the child in front of the um 
in front of you know the parents i mean criticizing the parents in front of the child um and at the same time don't want to give the impression of this is fine um but uh i, I might be quite keen to try and get father joseph our parish priest to put up some posters at some point which i i saw a, a little meme recently and it said something like your son has or your child has a 0.009% of making it as a professional sportsman. However, they 100% have an immortal soul. Um, and sort of putting that nice juxtaposition that, you know, what you do with Sundays has has consequences for, well, yeah, your, yes, your life on the football pitch, but also for the, the life of your immortal soul. And uh, yeah, you're much much more likely to experience real success in church than you are on the on the football pitch. Um, so I quite like that, and I might try and come up with some good way of using that. I was with some African mothers on uh, Hampstead Heath maybe about three three months ago or something. I I went um, to uh, just had a little bit of time in the afternoon, and I went to go and read a book, and I was sitting on the top of the heath. And uh, and I got chatting to these mothers who were turning up with their kids for a, a picnic, and then um, they invited me over to come and join them. And even though I'd had lunch, you know, them being sort of Africans, they weren't going to say they were like have a second lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so they were they were they were, yeah. were feeding me, and we got we got chatting. And and, and one of the mums from they were from a number of different countries, but the, one of the mums I think she was from Cameroon, and she was saying to me that even though it was still possible for her to to take the boys to football on a on a sunday um and get to church she just hated the fact that football was happening on a sunday she loved it on a saturday and thought it was great but she hated the fact that it happened on a sunday because she said it's just something competing for our time on the day that is the lord's day and i i loved that mindset that actually that that it's not Oh, can I fit in mass as well? But actually, this is the day I want to give to the to the Lord, and I want to give all of myself, and I, and I want my family present with me all of the day for us to celebrate the the day that the the Lord the Lord has given us. Um, uh, we're now we're going to go to a, an, another piece of of music, and then when we come back, I'm I'm going to ask Father Raphael to to just give us his his impressions on the on the on the UK so far. And to be really controversial, he can tell us his favourite city that he's he's visited a few. He's definitely going to alienate some people with these answers. But there we go. He can fly back to Nigeria for safety soon. Oh dear, you're welcome. <laughs>
Hello, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is Father Toby on the Friar side, joined in the London studio uh, by Father Raphael Akuchie from Radio Maria, Nigeria. And, uh, and I'm just going to put uh, Father Raphael on the on the spot in the little bit of time that remains to just tell us something of um, where where you've where you've visited in the in the UK on your trip uh, and and just some of your impressions and and what 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 cities you you liked or you can like all of them but what you liked about them okay. and maybe what you found a bit like oh I don't like that okay oh thank you for the Toby uh, yeah it's been an exciting experience and um it's been fun and been good since I've been here since on the twenty third of um October uh, since then I've been able to uh, I came in straight into Manchester. And um, I've been able to then, I've been to Liverpool, I've been to Sheffield, been to Coventry, and now I'm in London. Yeah, um, this question also has already come to me before now, and I was like, you know what? At the end of my stay in London, then I will give my evaluation. <laughs> I haven't finished going to London, going through London, so I could know or actually. Yeah, but uh, in general, it's been, yeah, though a bit cold, but... It's not um with keeping warm water jack the pullovers and has been helpful. Yeah, Coventry, you, you the Sheffield, you have um a changing of in the in the minutes it's raining, the next minute it's not raining, the next minute it's sunny, the next minute it's very cold. I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. Over there, okay, almost almost something similar you have in um, in Coventry, but in Manchester is a bit quite cold. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big did you did you get to visit the cathedral in Coventry? Yes, I did. And what? Because I imagine I, I I don't know how much you knew about Coventry, but I know often people from other countries they think of everything in the UK being very old, and then you come to Coventry, um, when you're surprised that you know how much of the city is modern. Yeah. Um, because obviously Coventry was one of the uh, the worst hit cities in 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 the Blitz. Oh, okay. um, more more bombed by the the German Luftwaffe, um, in proportion to the size of the city than oh. than than any any other city in the in the UK. And I I think part of the idea was to create uncertainty across all of the country because Coventry wasn't with apologies to people from Coventry not a massively significant city although an, an important sort of car manufacturing industry uh, around there but the idea was that people might think oh my goodness if they're bombing Coventry where are we safe yeah so th yeah. this general climate of of fear okay yeah, uh, I never knew that though. Um, um, I'm just getting this now, and I'm quite that would be quite interesting then to to have seen all I saw there. Then, oh, that's been wonderful, and the, that it could be likened to to something that will, will happen um, within the civil war over there in Nigeria, you know, and over the southeast, you where you had a lot of bombings and you had a lot of um, uh, many souls were lost and. Um, and you never thought that um, such a place right now, the, the level of um, development and all that you have over there could be could be possible. So, um, oh, it's quite interesting. That yeah. was good. Because I visited Coventry with my mother about maybe five or six years ago when I was still a student brother in Oxford because it's not too far away. And we went to Warwick and then we went and visited Coventry. And, and actually, I, I was struck sort of Coventry, obviously devastated during the, the Blitz. But it felt to me like a, a very young and hopeful city. And there was a real vibrancy there. Not, not all the architecture was my cup of tea. Um, but, I, but I felt there was a real buzz about the, the place. I really, I really, really liked it. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I did too. Yeah. Um, possibly, and it's kind of a bit calm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's serene. So, and I, I personally like serene places. You know, um, yeah, it's kind of um, appealed to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, in general, um, one, one of the most um, uh, striking thing was um, uh, ease. Other than the transportation network and how it's just um, it makes the life um, easy and um, you can plan yourself, plan yourself appropriately and, um, and it's 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 been nice and um, and um, a good thing that struck me most of all because when I asked it seems like there's the 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 train stations the the bus the system has been here for quite a long time and it's still moving and I was oh. So this is possible. Like, why why can't we have this? And you come in like a challenge. Like, oh, um, maybe back home, oh, you get an institution running, and in one year, two years, three years, and you see it's gone. And it's like, what happened? How did it happen? It's yeah. something. It's something to 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 learn and um, see how we can back home keep our, our systems running even for many years to come in generations and it's something of pride it's a pride and when the children come you, you know this transition has been here for over 100 years oh it's something good it's something nice and i i like that and i enjoyed that i made my movements and um the journey is from unlike um over there back home though we're we're still moving oh, and we hope someday we'll get there or we'll come we'll begin at least if not like England and then like um, London or maybe something close to it. Oh, possibly it's possible, but um, we hope our leaders will make that happen because um, most of them often come around here and um, they see this happening and I don't know. Um, we get back there and still we remain where we are. Well, That's good for us to hear because yeah. we have a tendency to complain a bit. So it's good to be reminded actually that we're quite lucky um, yeah. with our, our system. And how did you find the, uh, the accents in, in Liverpool? And Manchester. Any difficulty understanding those? I found it a bit difficult to understand the one for the Liverpool. Uh, it was a bit difficult though, but uh, but just uh, no, I could um pick pick them, but the Liverpool accent a little bit. Uh, it, it's one of the yeah. It's getting a little bit harder to harder to understand. Yeah. Sometimes some people. I remember like because I went to school in the north of England, and. Uh, I hadn't really come across Northern accents before. So even to me, it was a bit of a, a shock. And I remember hearing stories at the time that I was starting school for the first time, large numbers of Filipino nurses were, were coming over to, to work in hospitals in the North of England. And part of what they were having to do with the nurses is make them watch a very famous uh, English soap opera called Coronation Street which is set in the north of England because all these all these Filipinos they spoke perfect English but they couldn't understand a word they were hearing up north and so to try and acclimatize them to the accent they were sort of set to intensively watch a northern northern tv series interesting um, uh, so but it, yeah it was a bit of a shock to me um hearing the different accents when i went to school up north and and all the northerners taking the mickey out of uh, we in the south of England we have the I would say bath, and they would say it's not, it's not bath, it's bath, <laughs> and then they would use some other sort of pejorative language to uh, to describe uh, us sort of posh southerners. They would have it. But Father Raphael, it's been a real pleasure to um, have you on air with us. 
be uh, be assured of of our of our prayers for the construction of your studio and the and the good work that you're you're going to do. And I, I wondered if you might now, um, before we um, go to the mass from Walsingham, just say a, a prayer and give a blessing to our listeners. Okay, bro. Okay, thank you, Father Toby. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Most gracious and loving Father, we thank you for this instrument of your evangelization, the Radio Maria. We thank you for using your sons and daughters to touch the lives of your children all around the world. We thank you for our listeners. May the words that come from the studios continue to touch their lives in positively and draw them closer to you. And by your words, may they not be lost, but rather may we all someday be united in your love in heaven. Bless us, sanctify us, guide our steps and direct our paths, that your name will be glorified, and joy and blessings will continue to be ours through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Raphael, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Father Toby. God bless you. Bless you too.